Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of the Churner's Digest. My name is Alex, otherwise known as Fear the Z, and some of you may read my name wrong and call me Feathers, which is honestly fine too. I've been fighting that for so long, I'm kind of just accepting at this point. But as always, we're going to start off with a disclaimer. I'm not a financial or tax advisor. This is not financial or tax advice. This is for entertainment purposes only, but please enjoy. Sorry for the little bit of a hiatus. I think our last episode was like two weeks ago, and that's because I just returned from a trip to Europe, which will, as I mentioned, in the, I think in the last episode, that, that will heavily f- influence a topic episode coming up. That I'm going to see if I'm going to record it right after this, but regardless, I'll, I'll release a couple of days after this one just to spread them out and spread the love out. But also apologies if I sound a little off. I'm still recovering a bit from jet lag. Uh, I had a pretty long eight-hour tap Portugal flight, which did a number to my ears as well as my nose. I like can't hear out of my right ear, so I honestly hear my own voice a little bit too much. So I know how y'all feel now from listening to this for however long you do. So apologies for <laughs> for that. But yeah, so if I sound a little off, that's that's why. So we'll see if I actually do record this topic episode next. But if not, I have the script all written out, so I can just bang that out whenever... I'm ready for it. As always, shout out to the Madman and Legend Cleed for being a Patreon supporter. For those of you who somehow don't know, um, I do have a Patreon for this podcast, Churner's Digest. There's a, a small $1 subscription you can have, which will give you access to my working document where I write down my script for these, as well as the what's going to be in the companion post at dot wordpress.com i still need to change that but i just haven't had the chance obviously because i was abroad for two weeks but moving on from that also while i was gone i i didn't keep up to date on the daily churn podcast just because i was out and i listened today and and heard that kai gave me a gave two podcasts specifically a, a great shout out um my my podcast churn digest as well as uh Turning Life. I don't know the the name of the the person that runs that. Let me see if I can quickly pull it up. Um, E3, maybe they call themselves. Uh, but I have listened to their podcast. I don't go heavy into manufactured spend, which they go very heavily into. Um, I try not to dabble in there. I just personally don't want to go into that venture. But as Kai pointed out in his podcast, um, he he's fantastic at promoting these other podcasts that do that are in the churning space. And as he mentioned, when he first started this, he's now 50 episodes in there weren't any other churning podcasts out there. And now through him kind of forging the way I created my podcast and it seems like churning life also has created a podcast. I, I assume in the footsteps of, of Kai as well. So huge shout out to Kai for giving my podcast a shout out on his podcast. So looking at my statistics, it looks like 25 of you who, listen to episode 13 the most recent episode were directly from kai so thank you a lot kai appreciate a lot i'll link kai's podcast to his latest episode in the show notes as well as in the companion site as well as a link to churning life if you're interested in reading some more advanced manufactured spend tactics as well as he just recently or they just recently posted about their recent trip as well so if you want to hear some travel stories from them and their wife by all means, listen to that episode three. So diving right in, something that 
before the trip happened that I, a little bit of a lesson learned for me was I was in the simple finances discord and I was talking about my, or someone was talking about their 401k and their IRA and they were saying how they've already maxed their 401k and they weren't sure where to put their money. And I was like, Oh, just use an IRA. You can total funds in there. And they were like, well, I'm over the income limit. And I was like, well, what do, you, what do you mean? And they were like, well, there's a different income limit for if you have an employee-sponsored 401k, which I was not aware of. I've talked on this podcast in the past. I don't know if I've specifically referenced it, but I've talked about 401ks. I've talked about IRAs. And at my workplace, I've done corporate meetings about 401ks, IRAs, and promoting these retirement vehicles for people to use. And I was completely ignorant to these requirements that are surrounding IRAs, income requirements for those that have an employee-sponsored plan. And looking at it, I, there's a link in the show notes. If you're single, which I am, and you have an employee-sponsored retirement plan, then your modified AGI is less than 73000 You are eligible for IRA deductions. Otherwise, you're not, which I was blissfully ignorant to this fact, and I, I contributed to my 401k think last year my traditional because i i knew i was out for the the roth ira just because i my income is too high for that but i didn't realize that there was also a requirement for just iras in general so that required me to file an amended tax return thankfully it wasn't too big of a deal it was um free tax usa did a really good job of allowing me to submit that pretty easily and i i chatted with their support for free and they, they confirmed my changes were correct but that's just something to note to, to get around that, I will be doing a backdoor Roth IRA. So I will, the funds are already contributed to my traditional IRA and I didn't deduct that because I, I didn't deduct that for tax reasons. I'm not going to go into my own personal tax situation, but I didn't deduct those already. So that's not what the amendment was for, but I did have to, I did accidentally put that I had a previous contribution of $10,000 to my IRA, but that was actually towards a Roth IRA when I was still eligible. So that I had to reduce, I had to amend on my return. But the 6K from 2022 that I did contribute, I already invested. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell those shares, eat the tax loss, which is about like a $200 capital gain profit. So it's not, it's going to be pretty negligible and then do uh, IRA conversion since the only thing that's in that traditional account is the 6k do a full account IRA conversion to a Roth IRA to do a backdoor Roth IRA haven't done that yet haven't gone around to it um, since I already made this mistake once I it's a little bit daunting to me to think about doing it so I'm kind of pushing it off but I'll probably get around to it eventually and then another thing that I I realized that on my corporate retirement or my corporate personal finance events that I've held in the past that I I was wrongly under the assumption that I was wrongly assuming that Roth IRAs income limits also apply to Roth 401ks which is not true Roth 401ks have no income requirements that you're just allowed to have it if you're eligible if you're eligible to have a 401k with your employer you're eligible to choose a Roth IRA so I incorrectly thought that it applied to both, but it only applies to IRAs. So I went in and I changed my 401k to be Roth, where my personal contributions go to the Roth, but my employee match can only go to traditional. So I'm kind of hedging against both, which which I like. 
Um, but I, that's a lesson learned that I had, and I figured I'd, I'd share and discuss here. Not that I've made advice in the past, not that this is financial advice, but just something that happened to me and figured I'd share. So we talked about previously, I called out um, the curve card, which is the card that allows you to route transactions to different cards. There was a loophole that some people were using with Built, where Built pays double cash back on your rent day, and people were using Curve to move all their transactions back to the Built card on the first. And Built actually just recently made a change to the terms of service where they're no longer paying points for purchases made on Curve. So that loophole's been cold, closed. I'm not surprised by that. Um, but figured I'd call that out since I referenced this prior, and it's a little bit newsworthy. Also newsworthy, as I called out, I think last episode, there are some blog posts that I have that aren't podcast related. And one of them that I just recently created was uh, priority pass notes and, and uses. So I have priority pass through VentureX as well as my Bank of America Premium Rewards Elite card. The Premium Rewards Elite card comes with restaurants while the VentureX does not. And I have a ongoing Google Sheets document where I put in my priority pass visits as well as how much I think value I got out of it as well as how much I paid out of pocket and then how much it was worth to me. So if you're interested in that, feel free to look through that. I keep that up to date. So this recent trip that I had, even though there isn't a podcast out for it, I have logged in there my priority pass visits and my uses as well as some notes that came along with it and some sort of reviews. I'll go into deeper in depth in the coming topic episode for my Europe trip, but figured I'd call that out if you wanted to read that. Links in the show notes as well as the commanding page. Next, some Doctor of Credit news. There are some changes to American Express Gold Business card. I don't personally use this card, but I figured I'd call it out. The annual fee is increasing to $375 from $295, which will is an $80 increase, which will go into effect uh, February 1st of next year. You have a new $240 flexible business credit, which can be used for purchases at FedEx, Grubhub, and Office Supplies. You get uh, $12.95 monthly Walmart Plus credit, which is enough to cover Walmart Plus. You get two new categories for the Forex category, including uh, transit purchases, which include trains, taxi cabs, rideshare services. You get the gist, as well as monthly wireless telephone service charges. Two categories were removed are uh, airfare purchase directly from airlines and U.S. purchase for shopping. And the car now earns 3x on American Express Travel. You, you never love to see an increase in annual fee, but in classic American Express fashion, they just added some coupons. So if you have the card and they work for you, then great. I don't personally, I actually have no American Express cards. I haven't dabbled in there. I tried to apply. I've, I said this before, but I tried to apply for the American Express Platinum and got denied and haven't dipped my toes in again since then. But I figured I'd call that out since that was pretty, pretty big news I felt for that card. Next, there was some bank account bonus that paid out for me. So I gave a link to my post on Reddit that highlighted the two bank account bonuses, but one of them was Beth Page, which was a $200 bonus for making a direct deposit of $100 or more within the first, I believe, 90 days. So my data points were I opened the account on September 13th, made a $101 real direct deposit on the 22nd, and then I got a $200 credit on the 28th. So super fast, super easy. I believe that's now expired, unfortunately. But there's another one. There was a first Commonwealth $300 bonus, which is for New Jersey and Pennsylvania only. This is my data point was for New Jersey. I have two residencies, one in New Jersey, one in Massachusetts. 
and I'm use my New Jersey residence for this. So this required just a for you to use the promo code get 300 and then just to deposit a thousand dollars into the account within the first 60 days so my data points were i opened the account on august 14th august 29th i deposited a thousand one dollars from juno which i no longer use but i still had some funds kicking around there or i think i was still using that account as my main account back then but then october 3rd i got a 300 dollars credit posted so that was also pretty easy which totally came out to 500 bucks and for not doing much it's it's pretty great I think I forget. I think it was first Commonwealth. I think I called this out prior where I had an issue accessing the account and I I couldn't get my account information mailed to me. So they had to, I had to call customer service and they had to remail it to me because post office sent it back as like a bad address, but I eventually got the account open and that's why actually that's not why it took so long, but just something to note. If you do open the account, I had that issue. They were able to give me the information over the phone. It did take some time and some asking, but wasn't too bad. Next was a save update. So I called this out in the past, but join save is an account where you can open it up, deposit a thousand dollars FTIC insured. You won't touch that for a year. And with a referral link, they will invest $5,000 on your behalf into their own pretty uh, risk averse profile where it'll just let the account grow. And then after the year, you'll get whatever net proceeds minus their fees. For the $1,000, you get to choose what account you want. So you can choose like the S&P 500 and you can have that invest and then again, wait a year and then you can withdraw it minus their fees. If the account loses anything, you don't lose any money and that $1,000 is FDIC insured. So you get that back even if the funds go down. But I got a recent referral from George P. So thanks George P for using my save link. I haven't gotten that funds yet. It says it's waiting your funding. So I, I remember when... I use this for my family member as well as some other people that use my referral link. It took a really long time for it to come through, so I'm just going to wait it out. But I figured I'd call that out and give a little bit of an update. The $1,000 that I've invested in S&P 500 has gone up 2.02%, so it's maybe $20.20. And then the rewards section, which are the, the money that's from the referrals, one of them was from a family member and two of them were from... I believe listeners or people on the pot or on the simple finance discord. So total that's come back as $125 and 53 cents and a return of 0.84%. As I said, they invest pretty risk averse, so it's not going to grow a lot, but it should just slowly grow over time. And if we do math real quick, 125 divided by three and then times two, I've gotten $83 from either listeners or referrals from the simple finance discord so thanks um if you're curious how much i make from this that that's pretty much it it's that and cleed for giving me the patreon support every month so if you're interested in supporting me go over to the patreon by all means um but yeah next the chase freedom flex is now offering as a sign-up bonus in addition to the $200 uh, five times back on groceries and gas. And that also double dips. So if there's a quarter during your first year, and that, that's for the first year. If there's a quarter during the first year that you have the card and you have this boost that it's happens to be gas, happens to be groceries, you get not exactly double, but you get 9x because you get 1x for the base, 4x for your sign-up bonus, and then 4x for the, five, for the rotating category. So you get 9x, which is very nice. So that link is showing or that offer showing for both public links and referral links. I'll update my link in my links 
profile page, which I'll link in the show notes as well as the companion page, I'm using the word link too much. On the page where I have all of my referral links, I will put the updated referral link to my Chase Freedom card if you're interested. Um, there's two, I heard this both from our training, so shout out to those users that posted that there. It's both available via publicly as well as referrals. So if you're interested in that card, go for it. That 5X is pretty great if you spend in groceries and gas, especially if they have a double dip where you can get the 75 back in that quarter full as well as a sign-up bonus. It's pretty awesome. Next, just something that I purchased while I was abroad. I During my downtime or at night, I still check Doctor of Credit and see what's interesting. And I purchased a $200 Airbnb gift card, with, which came with a $20 Best Buy gift card. I believe this is still available. So if you're interested, let me check. Proceed. Reload. Okay, apparently I'm, my IP is blocked from here. Let's go on to incognito. All right, I can't check if it's available, but I have a link to the Doctor of Credit post. If you're interested, check it out there. It's You normally don't really get discounts on Airbnb. And right now, Chase Freedom Flex is at 5% back on PayPal, so you can stack that as well, so you can get... $5 off plus the $25, $20 gift card, so that's $25 off total. So that comes out to, oh God, I always do that backwards. 25 divided by 200. Comes out to 12.5% off, which is pretty great. I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit in my topic episode, but if, when I travel, I usually do Airbnbs just to get like a cute little quaint place. And normally you don't really get great discounts for Airbnb. So anytime a gift card pops up, I normally scoop it up because I'll eventually use it. They don't go bad. So if you're interested, links in the show notes. Also, Dr. Credit shared that and uh, Kai of the Daily Churn podcast shared about a $10 off per line loads credit from Verizon, which is pretty easy to get. I remember reading it on Dr. Credit and then kind of forgot about it since I was abroad. And then Kai mentioned it in the most recent episode. So I... Just went and tried to do it for my parents' account. I don't personally have Verizon, but they do. So I went in there and went through the steps. So hopefully my mom notices the email asking for the load to credit and gets it. But if you're interested, it should be $10 off per line. If you just go through a couple hoops, it, it takes maybe a minute in the app and there's no negative to doing it. So might as well do it. And then finally here, something that I saw that they announced, I think yesterday that Google podcasts will be shut down by September, 2024 and replaced by, I think YouTube music podcasts. So looking at my stats, I just recently started publishing to Google podcasts and it's only 5% of my all time users, or I think 10% of the most recent users. So sorry to those of you who do use it. I'll still be publishing there for as long as Google podcasts is up and running. And once the alternative or replacement is out, I will, start publishing there as well, as long as it's pretty easy to do, which I think it is. But I figured I'd just call that out. I still recommend, I think it's Overcast or Pocket Cast. One of them takes out the dead air. I'm trying to be better at pausing and trying to do like really small edits. I, I did pause once during this to cut out an edit. Hopefully you don't notice it. But I try not to edit too much. I try and just pump these out and get some content out for you. I know I personally like to listen to Kai while I'm doing something or listen to whoever the the guy's name is that, that runs um, Turning Life, whatever their name is. I like to just listen to what they're doing and listen to their insights. So that's why I produce these. Hopefully I'll enjoy. So stay tuned for an upcoming, an upcoming Trip Abroad episode, which will be a topic episode. I have the script written out, and 
it's honestly pretty lengthy. There's some pretty juicy bits in there. I talk about what cards I used, my experience with them, including including Curve, um, all of the priority pass lounges I went to, the different airlines I took, and how they were. Some notes on Uber Cash, Global Entry, the security at the different airports that I went to, and the total spend that I spent for the trip, as well as all of my friends did. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned. It'll probably be out sometime this week. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks again, Kai, and welcome to those new listeners from his podcast. And thanks as always. Have a good one. Thank you.